Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Knoll Nation. Welcome, everybody, to episode 10 of the Believe in FSU football podcast. Now, Believe is the number one sports podcast network out there, so whether it's the MLB, the NBA, the NFL, or college sports, we have podcasts for it. We cover every aspect of every sport, and we're here, and we're ready to roll. So we're on iTunes, Spotify, the TuneIn app, Luminary. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're on there, and we're providing content. Now, this is episode 10 of the Believe in FSU Football Podcast. My name is Chris Sharp, and so far, I've been your host of the first nine episodes. However, moving on to episode 10, I am proud to introduce Kenny Shaw as our new co-host. So, Kenny Shaw, he used to play at Florida State from 2010 to 2013. He was a part of the national championship team. Yeah, he played with Jameis Winston. They beat Auburn in that game. He was a wide receiver, number 81 out there, catching passes over the middle, going deep for his career. Kenny Shaw had 124 catches for 1,919 yards and 14 touchdowns. During his senior season, the national championship season, Kenny also brought in 54 catches for 933 yards and 6 touchdowns. Any ball that was up in the air, Kenny Shaw brought it down. He was part of that Hail Mary play that was on Jameis Winston's Heisman reel for the pretty much the entire year. So he was that guy against Boston College where Jameis juked to his left, went to his right, juked a couple of defenders out, chucked the ball deep in the end zone. Kenny caught it and put it between his legs for six. So without further ado, here's the one, the only, number 81, Kenny Shaw. We're here with the man, the myth, the legend, Kenny Shaw. So Kenny, what are your thoughts on the season so far from the very first game in Boise to even Coach Taggart and his dismissal a couple weeks ago? What are your thoughts on the entire season? My thoughts on the season, honestly, you know, as a former alum on the university, it's like you, you know – what goes into building a championship caliber team, you know, what goes into even just getting to a nine, 10 win season. And, you know, it's not easy when you got different type of transitions, like transitions from a new coach to like players buying in. It's it's a lot of transitions that, you know, it, it takes time. So, you know, when it comes to a season, like what we've been getting the past two years, it's almost as, as if, you know, from the outside in, you, you get spoiled a little bit coming off those, I would say, the Jimbo era, which started in 2010. And then you go you go after the championship, then you got 2014 year, which was a good year. Then you got 2015, which was a little downfall. And you, you just seen the, the, the regression just – because and that's that's just come with building. Because you don't you don't you don't you don't start building a kingdom in one day. So my thoughts on the season is it's it's still positive, but it's also it's also to the point that a lot has to be changed. And however they go about that, and it's, it needs to be changed on all ends: coaching, um, players. Um, fan base, everybody just got to get together and, you know, get this uh, tribe back going. Yeah, I agree with that. Because even when, even when we were, like, 2013-14, it was kind of a us against the world because uh, it kind of feel, even when, we're, 100%. even when we're winning, you know. So, I think FSU needs to get back to that kind of – because I remember, especially 2014, everybody was, do- everybody was dogging Jameis. 
everybody was dogging, you know, the whole team. I, every time I wore, like, FSU stuff at the airport, I would get all these questions, like, oh, you know, I'm like, why do you hate FSU? Like, like it would be SEC fans. Like, why do you hate us? Like, you don't, you don't even play us every year. Why do you hate us? And they're like, I don't know. You know what I mean? They had no reason to hate, but they were just haters out there. So, I think we kind of need to get a – I don't know. I just yeah. I just feel like – I just feel like with the SEC-type hatred, I just feel like sometimes when you – if you look at it as far as FSU – when we do play an SEC team, we we come out on top, you know. And I don't know if it's because we don't play them often and we're ready for them, or if we just Florida State. We, that's our type of caliber that that we gonna win. But a lot of SEC fans do hate it, and I get the same type of feedback you get. And I I don't I don't get it sometimes. Yeah, it's like, it's, I can see if you're like a Gator or Miami or Clemson, but then it's like. I even get like Big Ten, Pac-12. Like I was on LA a couple of weeks, like uh, during the summer, and I was wearing an FSU boot bag, and mm-hmm. somebody was like, "Oh, I hate FSU." I'm like, "Why? Like when we play, we haven't played USC, UCLA since I don't even, you know, in a minute." So like, what, what do we right. do to you? But I feel because I feel like FSU was kind of, it kind of helped us all come together when we were winning, and it was like it kind of helped the players come together because we're kind of fighting each other. I feel like the fan base, whether it's people attacking players and recruits. Or I know the coaches haven't, you know, it's been a little up and down, but you still got to ride. I can't be negative watching the game. I got to at least try and hope, you know what I mean? Something turns out. Yeah, and that and that, and that just comes from, you know, you, you bought in as soon as you got on campus. And, you know, I give it up to the fans who, who you know, at the end of the day, they got a positive mindset still moving forward because, you know, like I said, I saw a good example one time. I don't know where it was, but it's like, Hey, if you got a bad kid, you don't just give up on them. You just, you know, you, you got to regroup sometimes and, and get them right on, on the right path. But the right path, sometimes it comes with the right moves. So um, however we go about these moves, the past couple in these next few weeks or months, however long it is, is pretty pivotal for a top caliber university like Florida State. For sure, for sure. So you kind of mentioned with Jimbo. So you were there in the start 2010. What did he kind of – What? how did yep. you see him kind of build, you know, you and the you, the players and with, with leadership and also the coaches as well, how did they kind of build from 2010 to 13? What was that kind of like? Um, well, it started – and that's where, you know, I don't like to point – place blame on anything because, like, like I said um, a few minutes ago, like it all comes together and that's how you get the train rolling. So it started in 2010 with – like us players, like getting together, like before we even got on campus, we had like little group messages that we was all in, like a little 2010 no try message thing, like, and we was all just on board. Even even before we even even I I remember even before I committed, I I was a silent commit, and it was like I just knew from that time on, right when we got on campus that um summer, that we had a special group, and we just all bought in and. You know, we um we we was just close knit. We um we died together in conditioning drills. We we um we every position group looked that they coach as it as like, hey, I can I'll run through a wall for this guy. I know I would do so for Coach Dawsey and just the whole coaching staff. And I think the biggest part of of coming in 
2010 and even in the recruitment process was there was no lies. There was no promises given to us. There was, it was, it was all genuine love. And that's what really, you know, if you look at our recruiting class, we had some top guys and we was a top 10 recruiting class. And we also, and you look at that as in a total aspect that comes with, you know, we have to trust the coach and, you know, I don't know how it is nowadays with recruitment, et cetera, but we, we had a, we had a, a good connection. I feel like with, uh, I know coach Tagger, it sounded like the, the two classes, especially this year's class before he, before he was fired uh, or he, before he was bought out, it sounded like those kids were kind of doing the same thing, which is one, which is one of the things I'm like, dang, maybe they could have held on to him just because that class coming in, this class coming in, yeah, it wasn't maybe the highest ranked, but they really sounded like, hey, they wanted to kind of do something similar. And I feel like what you mentioned with the accountability, because a lot of people were putting blame on, even on Jimbo later on, where like, oh, people weren't going to class or people weren't, you know, practicing seriously. Or, yeah, yeah that's, nah. a, I mean, you can, coaches can only do, you can tell somebody to do something so many times, but the players, you know, the people got to do it. No, 100%. And, you know, even just coming in as, 17, 18 year olds, you you know that it. You, I feel like as you go into campus, there needs to be classes as into like how to adjust your mindset, you know, because you can't walk like a 17, 18 year old anymore and you got to move accordingly and you can't, you have to be more honest with yourself. Like, because you, like you said, you can't put it all on the coaches. And I just remember. It's funny looking back on that championship year. Um, we knew we had a young guy. Uh, us twenty teners, we knew that you know we was getting so close to this championship like type season. Cause before we had the Orange Bowl, then before we had the the Peach, then we had the Chick Fil A first year, and it was like, all right, we went to a BCS bowl game. Now we can you know we can crank this up a little bit. Uh, Let's get this this young kid going. Let's um forget what the coaches say, taking breaks or it being spring, and you know we we hit the nightlife and hit you know go to class or whatever, and and that be it. But we we got together and formed our own little seven on seven just to get timing down, and and we just we just had a vision, and that's that's really where things start. Like you got to have a vision with something. And I don't know, like I say, you can't put everything on the coaches, but some, at some point the coaches have to take a look back and take a step back and, and then call these kids out because you sometimes I'm not the meanest guy, but I, I've got through to a lot of kids. Like when I'm training them, just being honest, you know, honestly go a long way and they respect you more. So it's a lot that has to go on a lot of little things and a lot of big things. So if they know what's good for Florida State, which is a great university, then they will act accordingly, like I keep yeah, saying. Yeah, there are certain players like Cam Akers this year, Marvin Wilson. Uh, you know, he's out for the rest of the season. And Corey Durden, players like that. You could tell they care and they're trying. Just for whatever reason, 
It's just a situation. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's just stuff, you know, bad luck. I don't know what it is, but I, those guys are trying. I've seen them try and lead. I, like last year when I was at practice, I saw them, you know, they cared. It was just like things just didn't work out. You know, whether it's the O-line's trash or whatever else happens, it just didn't work out sometimes. Now, but um, real talk, I just being back there spring graduating and getting a little close with the with the team, you know, helping out a little bit on the low. Um, I can I can't I could see like I did see certain players like they wanted it and you know I I knew it was a bit, it was a little weird transition as far as the wins and loss column but I I did see some hope of some guys still wanted it and I'm not gonna name any players but there are some still and you know. You get more of those guys, and I feel like it was getting to the point where it was going to get to that point. Because if you look at the season, to go back on your initial question, you look at the season, we easily – well, how many losses – I mean, how many leads did we blow? At least, At least four. Right. Boise should have been a dub, no matter what, honestly. yeah. Oh, man. Hey, I, hey I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie to you. I thought that game was done. I took a nap. I honestly took a nap. Woke up. And I had to wipe my eyes a little bit because I ain't I didn't know if the score was right or you yeah. know how you when you wake up you confused yeah, a little bit. I'm still dreaming. Or and something. yeah, yeah. But at least four games that we could have, you know, pulled out and. Uh, Virginia could have been a got. Yeah, Virginia could have so, gone to OT if uh if because he had he had Terry wide yeah. open down the side. Now, it's not all in that one play, but you did have Terry. Even after that, Correct. you were still. Well, you had like a – you had like a one snap with like the clock going to zeros, you know, Cam Akers with the ball, and, you know, it didn't work out on the goal line. That was the game. Wake Forest, you're up. Honestly, they should have had that Wake Forest game. That was – because that's when the flow was – I felt like it was really going. And, yeah, it's just been – just didn't finish. But then, I mean, not the best competition, but the last couple of games they've started to – you know, Blackman's been getting hot a little bit. They've been finishing, which is something – you know, it's improvement. They're learning how to win. And I will say, um, just seeing that little Jordan Travis kid, hey, he he pretty he pretty electric. Honestly, I, that's the one thing. That's that's the only thing. Not the only thing, but with Tagger, it was with or it was a little bit of organization stuff. I feel like like uh, just certain things, you know, like like scheduling. Yeah. He didn't look organized sometimes. And then Travis, why is that man? Like if he 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 just set a school record, you know, for the longest run in t- for a quarterback in FSU history. But he's just seeing the field in like the last two weeks. Like against Miami, we had nothing going against Miami. You didn't try and use it. Yeah, but you know when you see things like that, it's it's things that fans, even us former ball players, don't even know what's going on in that situation. So it it looks weird looking in, but at the end of the day, it's always a reason behind everything. And whether it's a good reason or a bad reason, I don't know, but I'm, it's just, it's just good to see kids getting their opportunity, showcasing their talent, because it is a frustrating thing when you're not playing at a university like that. And you know how it is, everybody, you, 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 you can't turn a blind eye to seeing certain things, people getting love when you know your abilities. So it's not, it's tough. 
for sure. And then kind of going on, kind of going to a more the coach Taggart, like him leaving, and then the uh, new head coaching decision. So you know Coach Higgins personally. So how, do you think he could lead the ship right now? Because is there's uh, rumors of like Matt Campbell at Iowa State, maybe James Franklin with Penn State. But what's your thoughts on maybe either keeping Coach Higgins and the staff around, or just doing going a clean slate and getting somebody new in? I I honestly I like I like to um I like to go about you know tough decisions in a day by day type mentality. So I think you let Odell finish out the year because you know what? Sometimes through adversity, you 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 see that either you pull through or you you crumble. And right now they they got a little juice going and. I like the whole foreign Odell thing, all that. I, I like it because I know Odell personally. He he was honestly a coach through my time, through my years that, you know, I can look to and talk to on a real-life man-to-man level. And I, let, I, I like him for him to finish out the year, then make a decision because this is not a decision that is – that you should take and just give to anyone. I think you should really do your homework. I think you should really, like I say, take a step back and think, what all do we need to work and can this guy do this in a coaching role? You know, because like we say, it's not all on the coaches. So Mm -hmm. I've heard all the coaching rumors and all this, but I, whoever it is, you know, I think we all just want to see a change. We all, like I said, I'm still going to wear my Florida State stuff, but we want to wear it in a way that it's like, hey, we doing what we doing. We back, you know? Right, for sure. And, yeah, it's like it's kind of a building block thing. And I don't – it's one of those – my frustrations were more of – I I mean, I want to win all the time, obviously, but, like, if we yeah. lose – it's as long as you're trying and you look like you're executing, that's fine. But – David Coburn, the the uh, interim athletic director, when they fired, uh, when they let Willie go, he said that Miami game looked like the Virginia Tech game, and that his first game because it was like you know at fall start still, you know he had ten men on the field on punt, you know you had to call a timeout for that. It just still looked a little disorganized, even though it was game what twenty or game you know versus game one. So I understand that, and so whoever if it's Odell sticking around, I'm. I'm actually – I'm fine with that, honestly, because I was there in 17 when he took over and when Jimbo left, and it kind of did get – everyone became, you know, tight, you know, whoever – because people were leaving every day. Like, Coach Graham left for uh, A&M. We were at practice one day. Everyone was like, where's Coach Graham? Oh, he left. So, we – some GA had to be the uh, running backs coach, you know what I mean? So, like, everybody – yeah. Yeah. That that was a crazy month. And, you you know, and that's a trickle effect to the the guys because, you know – I'm not gonna lie. If I see that at my in, in my um, tenure there, it's like, hey, I don't, do I? I don't even want to go to class. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I don't want to play. Really Saturday because I don't see no no integrity on my coaching end. And it's like certain things you, like I said, as a player, you do look at your coach as far as leading you to the promised land. You know, so. Odell definitely has the culture down packed, and I believe that wholeheartedly. Coaching, coaching, I don't know because it's still fresh. It hasn't been the whole season. 
and that's a whole it's a different um step but you know i don't i don't knock anybody capabilities but like i said i i like for him to beat florida and keep this thing rolling because that will be a great um early christmas gift for me sure yeah because we'd be what's yeah if we beat florida we're seven and five. Oh, and they top and they and they a top 10 team if i'm correct mm-hmm. yeah so if you, if you beat them and win a bowl game you're eight and five and I, you would have never picked eight and five but yeah after that wake forest game you wouldn't have picked eight and five honestly but it could happen yeah it was november 30th we'll see shoot yeah but uh Honestly, yeah, with Coach Higgins, it's kind of like he has that cult. And I'm just worried about – so, say if you bring in, you know, Matt Campbell, Iowa State. Yeah, he's a legit coach. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. But these guys, this whole class right here, like if you're a senior, uh, your, la- your first year or around there, you know, Jimbo left. Then you have to kind of – you came for Jimbo pretty much if you're like a senior. Then mm-hmm. he leaves. Coach Taggart comes in for two years. So, you kind of – you know, you, you, you get to trust Taggart a little bit. You try and adjust. Then he leaves. So now if you bring in some new dude, you know what I mean? Like if you're a junior, you bring in some new guy. It's like, why, do, why should I trust anybody? I've been through three coaches. You know what I mean? So it's, oh, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's why maybe – is he like you were saying with Coach Higgins, X's and O's, we'll see. But for the culture and, like, just the trust, you can tell they all trust him just as you did. Oh, yeah. They plan – you can say they – you can honestly see – honestly see – they playing a little bit more for each other. And that's that's a big key into winning games. You know, you can you can get hit in the mouth a thousand times, but if you next to your brother on that field, you'll just keep taking it no matter what. Sure. And then, for, so your thoughts on the offense. Do you want to kind of keep – do you like Coach Bryle's system or do you think uh, they should transition to something like, like maybe more of a – more back to more traditional offense? Or do you like the spread? Um, honestly – they have so many weapons that you it ha it has its glimpses. It has its glimpses of you know what, it's it's a pretty smooth system. Then you also see some other glimpses that, you know what, um, this might be a little bit too fast paced for these guys right now. In a in a because um, like you say, it's not easy going from coach to coach in different type of systems. Because some systems are only for certain players. Then you got some systems just for playmakers. It's 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 a lot of it's a lot of stuff that goes behind systems. And like you say, like I said, it, it got its high moments and it got its, its lows. So that's really all I have to touch on it. But we we do have the weapons. So what are your thoughts on uh, Terry at wide receiver? Terry solid, man. I, I had a chance to work with, you know, all the wideouts and it's um it's unfortunate one of the wideouts went down here helping and that sucked, but just just seeing all the wideouts, they're they're a good group. They talented and they they um they way more um this is crazy to say, they way more athletic than we were. I don't and it's I don't know, it's I don't know what is that with this generation, but they got it. It's just about the opportunity they, they get. They get. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also a quarterback. So, uh, Black, I mean, Blackman's been up and down sometimes, but I think, like, I, when, he, when people believe in him and he, get, he has that good flow and the play calling kind of fits, I think he, he, he shows that when the play, like that NC State game last year. 
Uh, even Wake Forest, there was a couple drops that hurt him. But uh, I think he's been pretty solid. What are your thoughts on Blackman and even uh, Hornybrook and Travis? You already mentioned Travis, but what are your thoughts on Blackman and uh, Hornybrook? Uh, my thoughts, um, Hornybrook made good decisions, you know. Definitely him and Blackman are different type of quarterbacks. Blackman is more of a um, fire guy. He's more of a like he has he has a lot of culture and he and he he can gravitate a, a group around him, which is what you need as a quarterback. My thing is as a quarterback, um, when you go from different systems, it's, it's tough. And because we we're not just talking about receivers where you got to run and get to a, a certain place. We talking about quarterbacks going through reads, going through progressions, steps, um, calls. Like it, that's a tough job, and you know you you see you you see your glimpses of hey these guys are ballers. And then you also see your glimpses of oh man that was a bad decision. But you know that's that's football and that's also life. You, you just I just like to see when they bounce back because you know as a as a alum I just I try and be positive so. If they have a bad game, bad throws, whatever the case, just hope they bounce back from it. But um, like I, I'm gonna keep mentioning again, I want to see them bounce back in a really good way against Florida. So, like I said, I need a good Christmas gift. Yeah, speaking of the Florida game, uh, so we're on the road at UF in in the swamp. Uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think the uh, team should? What do you think they should really do to kind of get? Whether it's momentum wise, do you have any ideas maybe on offense? What you know, should they use Travis more? What are your thoughts on how they can attack Florida? Because they their D line's pretty legit. The secondary, I think it's a little bit overhyped, but they can their pass rush is pretty nasty, in my opinion. Yeah, Florida always got a good defense every year. I will give them that. You know, I, I like to give credit when it's due. Um, offense, a little shaky. So as a, as I'm approaching this game. I'm thinking, hey, if I if I score at least 14 or 21 points, I might have a good chance to win this game because the offense isn't that really isn't good really. But leading into the week, I, I would think Odell is pulling the culture move and showing them old clips, old Florida Gainesville victories. You know that that would get anybody riled up. That hell, it might get my grandma riled up, and she don't even play football. You know, you get what I'm saying? It's like I think you just gotta you gotta bring a little bit of juice back to the boys, cause and let them know you believe in them, cause like I say, you see different type of quarterback plays. As a player, you plan you plan for a purpose, but you also it's a certain type of confidence you get on that field when you know your coach got your back and you know that no matter what, he with me. And you can tell that from time to time. You see a player up and down. It's like his confidence in that coach or whatever the case in itself isn't there. So I think it's a confidence. It should be a confidence. We should be bringing back the culture. It should be, you know, dotting the X and O's and just, you know, putting, throwing situations, throwing out visions like, hey, like I just said, 21 points we won, you know, 14 points we won. So, but I, I believe, you know, I believe, I believe we got a little bit of momentum heading in. I think kind of going what you said, like kind of showing the old film. I think having an aggressive game plan too. Like if it's fourth and two, I think on like the forty, you know, the you know, we're on the on their forty-five or something like that. You got, in my opinion, you got to go. 
uh, defense. Because I hate when we kind of – I mean, I know you can't play man all the time, but sometimes we, we're sagging yeah. off on guys. It's like we're, we're playing like Wake Forest or Syracuse. I mean, we, we can run with their receivers. Now, Florida got some fast dudes. But I think, you know, aggressive mm-hmm. coverage and turnovers. If you can get a couple turnovers early, yeah. make, you know, make Kyle Trask because, yeah, I mean, he's had a good season, but I'll give him credit. But he was a backup for a reason behind Franks. So, you know, make him, make, make him beat you. Play aggressive, co- you know, coverage, press man, you know, all that stuff. Get up there a couple blitzes too. But, uh, yeah, if we play aggressive, get some turnovers, I think we got a shot. Yeah, like you say, just do – Throw out some trick plays. Do some cornerback blitzes. Do, we got to throw something at these guys just to let them know, hey, we 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 ain't have the season we wanted, but we we gonna show you that we supposed to be up here. And that's that type of mentality is is needed right now. Right. This is one of those games where it's like the the Gators probably think they got us in the bag, and they're they're waiting on us to just bend down and let them you know roll off for a twenty point win. They were kind of going to wait for that, but we got to, like, pounce early, punch them in the mouth, and show, hey, we're still here to play. Like, you tell these fresh – everybody on the roster, all, all hands on deck. If you're a freshman, you know, whether you're, you should have been redshirting or not, I don't care. We're going to need every man out here just because it's going to be a fight for sure. So, I'm looking to see if, you know, these guys – even if we, I, I want the win, but even if we lose, are they going to sit – are they going to punch back? Are they going to fight back? Or are they just going to give up and roll over? Like, right. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I think we'll get it. Definitely with Odell rolling into this thing. At least the mentality will be there for sure, for sure. All right, then uh, closing out, I just, I just had one question. So can you go over that Boston College play before halftime real quick? Like what, what was the play call, the situation, that Hail Mary? Uh, situation, um, as you see, we, we, we were a little sluggish, and that's – Boston College is like a trap game. I tell people that all the time, just going up there, like, it's like they secretly have a certain type of beef with us, but they don't say anything, if that makes sense. So, that makes sense, each yeah. time we play in them, it's like, hey, it's going to be a dog fight. You know they're going to be in their place because that's Boston College. they just in place at all times. Whatever you see on film, that's what you're going to get. And they strong. So, going into that game is just, we knew it was going to be a dog fight. And I just remember um, as the game progressed, I was like, man, we don't came too far. Like, we, we got a good thing going. And we 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 can't – that's the thing. We was playing for so much that year. It was – we were playing for the coaches. We were playing for our wives. We were playing for the fans. Like, everything was right. Everything was right in the right mindset. And it was like – just leading up to that play, I said, you know, I don't – I'm not going to play it safe because it was like a simple smash route, got a corner route, that as the play progressed, I did my own thing and kind of freestyle going up the sideline. It, it was not a drawn-out play, as you see Jameis eluding defenders throughout when he was doing his thing back in the backfield. So it was a simple corner route. Um it was almost like like that, that old school movie. I forgot what it's called, but you know, when uh, Angel just lifted up my my uh my arms and made me catch the ball. Like I don't know what went went on, but it was definitely a broken play and it just made the most out of it and momentum is a hell of a thing, so hopefully we have a lot of that November thirtieth and and that's 
that speaking of November 30th, that's another momentum shifter that I, I remember vaguely too. Is like being my last time in the swamp was, you know, it was a close game, and you know, I just remember taking a hit, and it was like it hurt like hell. But years later, looking back on it, that was a momentum shifter. So that one play, I mean, that Boston College play, in my opinion, that that was momentum for the program because it. We we were looking kind of – the pit game, we played really well. But then, like, you know, we were down against BC. People were down FSU. But that kind of showed, hey, this team's legit. And that that one play kept it going. So, like you said, hopefully this this year's team can get that one play that can either, you know, carry them to a bowl and maybe in the next year. So, we'll see how that goes. But appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for being our, my co-host. I appreciate that. Welcome to the show. But – uh. We're going to have Kenny on every week from now on. So it's me, Chris and Kenny. We're out here every week. And thank you for tuning in. All right, man. Thank you for having me and stay blessed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.